Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. All the Senior Bowl practices in Mobile, Alabama are over. But at least we still have the game. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the guy who managed to watch practice on his phone at work without getting caught. And with me, as always, is AJ, worst senior bowl ever. I still can't believe NFL Network did this to us. Today, we're going to break down everything we saw at the 2020 Reese's Senior Bowl, then preview the game. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby going out. To Vegas, maybe, looking for a young or a 2 Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. You know who else is going to get paid, AJ? A couple of these senior bowl studs. Uh, Okay, we're just going to go superlative by superlative because that's all this podcast really is. Makes our lives simple. It's true. Because it's the best kind of... Best kind of content. Uh, okay, starting with surefire first round pick because we had a couple in Mobile. Uh, I, we we usually do, but uh, this year I think we had there three. was ten first round picks that were in Mobile last year. That's pretty cool. That's it's a, a lot. lot. I know. Yeah, but like no one can ever know. Like no one during it was like, oh, LJ Cole. Except for, uh, except for <laughs> except for me and John Schneider. Yeah. Apparently, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm kind of happy Seattle's at the Pro Bowl, or at least Pete is this year, too. Uh, he can't pay any attention. Don't call – his name is Pete Carroll or Coach Carroll. Like, don't – Pete. Who's Pete? I hate the first Pete? name thing. So I know. triggers me. Like, no one calls him Pete. No one knows who it's Pete is. I have a friend named Pete. Are you talking about my friend Pete? I don't know. Is he at the Pro Bowl? No. Oh, I thought he was going to the Pro Bowl. 
Would you rather go to Jamaica or Orlando? No. Orlando. Landlocked, baby. Uh, yeah, I'm happy they're not there to pay attention, though. So, Hey, Rob, who's your first surefire first-round pick? Mine is Javon Kinlaw, who looked amazing this week. He's your first one? I think Justin Herbert's, like, pretty clearly the first, 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 that, wow, the first surefire Justin first Herbert's going to go first. I'm just naming names. Who cares? What's the difference? Yeah, Justin Herbert, Javon Kinlaw, and Neville Gallimore. The three Those I are the correct there. answers. And Okay, if there's going to be a fourth first-round pick... That's I think that's the real interesting one because I think both of us well I mean everybody entered Those, the week knowing Herbert and Kinlaw were surefire first round picks and I think most people believe Neville Gallimore was a yes, surefire first round yes. pick entering the week so I think yeah the the more interesting question would be if there is a fourth who is it like who would you bet on Josh be, Jones I, I think that's the correct think answer. So too. He had the perfect week for that. He already had that type of. Hype mm-hmm. building, I guess, towards first-round pick talk. It's similar to Andre Dillard yeah. last year where the hype around him started to pick up as the senior bowl approached. Then he had the perfect senior bowl and uh, obviously ended up going the first round of the Eagles. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, uh, for the offensive riser category, which is our next superlative, Rob, you could throw him in. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. I'm not, I'm not, ju- yet. I'm not jumping. I'm just saying Josh Jones. Like, coming into this week, you uh, for sure not a unanimous first-round pick but uh i think now he's gonna be close to that so clear riser clear winner this week yeah but that's the next category so let's talk about the surefire first round picks aj i wasn't i was just saying josh Uh, jones is a big riser i'm gonna save i'm not gonna uh, mention him now please don't which will trigger me more so that you don't mention him when you should uh justin herbert had the exact week i think he Mm -hmm. needed to have the exact week at least physically that we expected, but what really did it for him, I think, was the, at least, obviously we don't know for sure, but apparently how he did in interviews uh, and how, how teams viewed him as a leader yeah. in the huddle, uh, the intangible things, he he checked those uh, boxes as well, but he was so clearly the most talented yeah. quarterback there. Some of the throws he made were jaw-dropping. We know he can make absurd ball placement throws. He did that, uh, especially... Like, some of the fades he was throwing. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, and got better as the week went on. The one to Stephen yeah, Sullivan. Sorry. The one to Stephen Sullivan in the uh, right corner of the end zone uh, at South Alabama. I think that was one of my favorite mm-hmm. throws I saw him make. And it was just a lot of a lot more consistency, uh, which is kind of the big key thing with him. It was he didn't really have a, a bad, like, almost didn't really have a bad rep. Everything looked so good. And he, he always looked mm-hmm. so good mechanically. He's so smooth. His footwork, especially yeah. seeing next to Steven Montez, sure. really stood out. Um, the throwing motion, the stroke, and then he's the be- biggest arm in the draft, too. So it's just kind of like, and, and like you said, he got better each each practice. And uh, he just seemed comfortable. And now there's going to be rumors that uh, the Bengals are going to take him first. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, one thing you did mention, showed off some of the mobility stuff, too, in the in the team drills. So, getting outside mm-hmm. the pocket, making throws. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. He uh, he had the exact week he needed. He's not getting into the top ten. I don't think he gets mm-hmm. out of the top six. Uh, and for that matter, the team will probably be looking to trade up for him. Correct. Uh, I also do think there's a chance he would go th- over Tua. I agree, because especially with the health concerns for Tua, right? Yeah, he had, like, Herbert had the perfect week to put himself 
at least in the NFL's mm-hmm. eyes, over Tua, combining the obviously, like you said, the injury stuff and uh, Herbert's going to be just, ready. Just by the being way. there helps your draft uh, stock always, right? Yeah, of course, and and like not even because obviously when we talk risers, it's like did Herbert really rise? No, because he was going to be yeah. a top ten pick entering the week. But if we just talk in terms of ranking, let's let's say we were ranking the best players there and not just like purely uh, on a riser basis, like you have a hard time not putting Herbert one, between sure. one and three. Like I think he to me he was either one or he's two, being but. Obviously, Javon Kinlaw yeah. getting hurt kind of, I, I think, yeah. makes him take the back seat to Herbert if you were to rank it. And that, that brings us to Javon Kinlaw, who showed up and just immediately was that first-round guy we all thought he was. Um, potential top 10 pick based on both a combination of tape uh, and then how dumb he was before the... like it, it, It's not a major injury or anything, so it's not really a big deal. Obviously, just held yeah. him out for precautionary reasons, but he was dominant. Pretty much, I don't. Prior to I that. don't remember him losing a rep in practice, and if he did, it was against one of the, like like Cushingberry maybe got him once or twice. Um, and like just like just seeing him on the field, like he weighed in so yeah, exactly. He's he a weighed specimen. In so well, looks so good. Uh, top fifteen lock? Would you say impossible top ten pick? Uh, so I I don't think he's getting past fourteen. Yeah, I think uh, that's fair. And again, yeah, like we said, did everything right there, and he just kicked ass. And it's him or Herbert that probably had the best weeks. Yeah, like offensively, I think Herbert, defensively Kinlaw, and then from there you can kind of debate. I give the edge to Herbert just because obviously Kinlaw got banged up at the end. But uh, and then with with Kinlaw kind of getting banged up, it not that Neville Gallimore was overshadowed necessarily by Kinlaw's dominance. But but I think early on yeah. a little, especially after day one, uh, but ended like kind of ended the week as the best mm-hmm. defensive player practicing at least, um, and his explosiveness, his power, just dominating one on one pass rush, he's to me a lock first round pick at this point, uh, probably a top twenty five pick, and his rise has been damn impressive because kind of prior to the year there was. Like, I think he was more yeah. considered a day two guy. And then as the season went on, and he, he obviously dropped a lot of weight too, right? He came yeah. in at 6'2", 304. He was listed, I think, 330 sure he was, last year. And Yeah, and now he's like uh, more of that three-tech penetrating pass rusher yeah. using all that athleticism rather than – he obviously played like a nose roll at Oklahoma, so it made sense that he was heavier, heavier prior uh, to this year. But like now he's gonna get those. Yeah, I saw I saw a couple of those, and like even at three or four, he still looks big. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like dropping the exactly. The power is still there, and the difference from three thirty to three or four, you don't feel it. Except in he's even quicker now. So yeah, uh, it, I think pretty clearly, um, at least for me, I should say the top three interior defensive linemen in this class are kind of set for me. Uh, being Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw, it feels and like it's going to be that those three in that order. Yes, and I, I think all potential top mm-hmm. twenty picks. Brown is top ten. Gal, uh, Kinlaw top fifteen. Gallimore Agreed. top yeah. twenty five at least. Uh, other than that, yeah, I, I would say that if we had to pick a fourth guy to be a surefire first round pick, 
it would be Josh Jones, be, but it's more so that there isn't a surefire first round pick. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Fifth, would you go Jordan Love? Yeah, I, I think he had a good week. I don't think he had a great week. Uh, day one, I, I again, it depends who you ask. But day one, I thought it was a. Uh, it wasn't like horrible yep. or anything, but it wasn't great. Yep. He got better as the week went on. He was clearly the most talented passer <laughs> yep. in the North. He looked um, like Jordan Love, like, but he didn't. Yeah, he didn't have some dominant week that's going to guarantee being a top. No, like I'm sure like the scouts that didn't make it out to Utah State this year like went to Mobile and looked at him and liked him a lot because the athleticism, the arm talent, all the things that we know we like about Jordan Love, you saw that. And like like many people will say, you know, coaching, they're going to just look at him and be like, okay, everything he fucks up, we can fix. So it's not a big deal. I, yeah. I think he's going to be clearly the fourth best yeah. quarterback in this draft. Like, t- to me, really the only debate in that top four is, I think, Tua versus Herbert. And that's yeah. If I were to ask you right this second, and it's uh, January 24th, 25th, whatever, uh, is Jordan Love a first-round pick? I agree with you. I think yes. he's going to go in the first round. If you ask me right now, long way to go, but first-round pick yes. right now. But it doesn't feel like that. Nothing, nothing from now till then is no, gonna hurt him. At all. You know what I mean? Like, it's only like yep, the combine's gonna sure. help him. And, and I, I mean, from everything we know about mm-hmm. him in terms of leadership, uh, and his, his interview, well spoken. Like he is a great yep. person yep. and kid. Yeah, exactly. So like, I don't think anything's gonna hurt him. And I, I think all it ta- again, obviously, all it yep. takes is one GM to love you, especially as a quarterback. Like he's he's, he's gonna sure. be a first round pick. Uh, okay, jump into biggest offensive risers. We already talked about Josh Jones. He just to go a little more in depth on him. I think pretty immediately his athleticism and footwork mm-hmm. stood out. Uh, he he was I think the most talented offensive tackle practicing. Obviously, we didn't get end up getting Prince Tigo Minoga because uh, he was flagged with an injury. Or uh, yeah, I guess he's flagged with an injury before uh, yeah. practice began, so he he sat out, but. Like, Josh Jones, just the way he moves. And, again, it reminds me of Andre Dillard, who came in and was, like, known for his athleticism and pass block ability and lived up to all of that. And, uh, I don't know, like, it's a really strong offensive tackle class, but a team picking the back end of the first round, I think, is going to have a hard time not taking a guy like that. if they Yeah, for sure. And, honestly, the um, the offensive line group on both teams impressed me this week. Like, I... a lot of yeah, good like I thought, like you, going into this sure. week, you'd see defensive line kind of dominated, and what is it? Yeah, we, we had, had a couple, couple guys there for sure, but I thought there was a lot of offensive linemen that impressed me. But yeah, Josh Jones stood out the most. Like, yeah, if you ask me, um, I guess more so in terms of I don't want to mm-hmm. call them middling guys, but like more so in terms of the like if you subtract like the Kinlaws and the Gallimores from the equation. Uh, and more focus on those guys that you see being picked between like fifty and two hundred. Like I think the offensive line group of that group. I agree, and I didn't expect that. Group. No, me neither. Um, but yeah, so like Josh Jones had mm-hmm. kind of the perfect week for him. Uh, I'm just going to name another guy sticking an offensive tackle who's a huge riser. I think uh, seeing Ben Barch had a really, ben really good week too. Um, and I think surprising-ish in terms of mm-hmm. what he impressed with, because I think it was his footwork that really stood out, and that was kind of 
seeing how his technique and his smoothness would translate to playing against like SEC defenders, um, and and he he totally exceeded my expectations. I was a uh, like I liked Ben Barch like uh, somewhat. Uh, like he's a top two hundred player on my board, but now I I know it I didn't feel like there was any the growing pains from that uh, the, the jump and level of competition even on day one. It just felt like he he belonged there, which is really impressive. And, and and a good thing to compare that to was seeing a guy like Alex Taylor who also came is playing against bigger competition. Seeing how much a guy like him struggled, but mm-hmm. then seeing Barch fit right in with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like Taylor definitely had his flashes where he looked good. But, yeah, like you said, uh, inconsistent. There was the struggles were there. But, like, he's... I don't know. There I was, like, you saw the length. Like, he's really, really big. But, like, yeah. he was a technical master. But, right, hey, we're, ta- we're talking... Was, there was a couple flashes. He wasn't... It wasn't great, but I'm not saying that. But Barch was good. Like, so... Yeah, yeah but Barch kind of... In, in the way we've seen previous... Um, Small school offensive tackles kind of go into the senior bowl and step it up, like Alex Kappa comes to mind. Um, those types of guys. I don't know if Barch did enough to be a day two pick, but I think early day three he's kind of really That's put fair. himself I, in that conversation. I think he'll be in the conversation for the third round. It, 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 the only, what I think works against him is the depth and talent of this offensive tackle class. Cause it's do you think, really how many class. teams do you think are going to view him as a guard? See, I thought most would, and then he had the perfect week to kind of mm-hmm. be viewed as a tackle. Um, so I, I think it, it kind of it's going to depend team to team, but I, I'd say he did. Like for me, I view him as a tackle. I I thought I was going to leave this week thinking he's an interior offensive lineman. I leave Fair this enough. week thinking he's a tackle. So yeah, I think that's no, a big that's win for him. Uh, who else uh, you got? For hey, a guy I kind of called out Lloyd Cushenberry. I thought just went in. Had a hell of a week. Another guy that didn't lose too many reps. Um, like, compared to his counterpart, Nick Harris, <laughs> looks so much better. We had a terrible week. We'll get there later. But Cushionberry did enough to, I seriously think, Agreed. to be the first and yeah, He had the week that I hoped that he would, and it was, from from the get-go, he looked really damn good. There was no, no really flaws in his performance. No, he was the best Agreed. interior yeah, offensive sure. lineman there. Um, uh, like he obviously entered the week being mm-hmm. considered that I think him or Nick Harris was considered that, and he s- still managed to exceed expectations. And yeah, if like I'm not saying he he's gonna be a first round pick, but yeah, he might be. It's not a great interior offensive line class. It's a good center. Yeah. It's a deep center class, but without Creed Humphrey, like there's no surefire first round center. Um, he had a better year on tape than Tyler Biedish. Uh, he has this big senior bowl momentum. I think he's a yeah. better athlete than Biadish. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see a team in the back either. end of the first round take him. Uh, just sticking with LSU offensive lineman. I think your guy Damian Lewis had You know what? I, at first, he was a little up and down to me. They're... His He, he yeah. finished strong because I thought his day one was like, – like, I think his day one to me was what I expected. He did the things he does well, yeah. showing off his power – um, what he what he can do in a phone booth? He he showed that off. Uh, he struggled some with his footwork, his uh, his lateral quickness, and he struggled against athleticism. And then he just finished out the week really strong. Agreed. I thought his footwork improved through the week. His feet and hands were uh, in sync, and uh, I think he yeah in a power s- scheme like he like 
I, I'm going to say fourth fourth round. It's hard. I mean, it's so early out to peg a guy there, but like I wouldn't be surprised to see him go early day three and then no, that's fair. And like plug and play like stuff. you said, the athleticism looked better in the footwork. Like a couple of those reach block drills that they do, the, the slight reach blocks, but uh, looked pretty. Yeah, that's true. looked pretty arms. clean on those. I definitely. I thought he had a really strong week. Like I don't want to uh, over. Cause we're not big no. big measurement people, um, but. Being 6'2 and having the arm length he had, I thought mm-hmm. that was a Agreed. pretty big get. Uh, okay. Mo- everyone else that I have under offensive riser is a pass catcher. Um, Do you have any non-pass catchers? Yeah, I can. Th- like, I think there's a lot of offensive linemen, but, like, you know, I'll... I'll th- I, I, yeah, I, I tried to, like, I, uh, keep it. There was a lot of, like you said, a lot of offensive linemen in a really good group. Or good week. Do you have anyone specifically who stood out in terms of really helping their stock. I'm going to I'm going to try to just pick one. I thought Hennessy had a really good week. I think he helped himself. Yeah. He quiet he he it was almost overshadowed because yeah. Cushionberry was that good. But but I think Hennessy looked like the third agreed. round. Yeah, yeah and I, I think that was huge for him. Okay, let's let's get to pass catchers. Okay. I'm going to ask two different questions. Who was your favorite pass catcher? But but who do you also separate question? Who do you think is the first pass catcher Ooh, of this group? Okay, uh, I know it's a good question. I'm a genius. I know. <gasps> okay, my my favorite just to watch this uh, week is that what your I question th- is? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, specifically just this week. I I will go. I know it's hard. The receivers lived very up much to the so If you want to just talk with the group. Because like even choosing the best practice wide receiver was so tough for me. There's three guys I wanted to say. And I, I had a hell of a time yes, deciding yes. between them. Um, I will say, okay, just because from previous biases and this week, I will go with my favorite being KJ Hill. Okay. I thought that. Because he had a say. fantastic week. You know, it's kind of funny like that like. If you look at Twitter, one person will be like, Van Jefferson was the best wide receiver there. One person will say, Mims was clearly the best. These are the three. One will say, like, you know, and like early, or like day two, day one, it was all KJ Hill. It's kind of funny how all three of them were a bit all over the place. But Colin Johnson also had a, a great week and I think is very much in that combo. Not yeah. as the best, but. And like, like before Pittman got hurt, he looked there. really good. Like a lot of guys. And like Chase Claypool had a good week. Like there was a lot of just good performances. Ever. And James Crochet, our boy. Crochet, yeah, our boy. Sure. He, I, I, it was, it wasn't necessarily as flashy, but like he might have had the best and hands he there. Consistently look good. Like again, could have been my favorite. Who's gonna be the first one taken though? That's that's a tough question. Uh, see, I go the other way. I I struggle more with who's my favorite, just because I love Van Jefferson and I love KJ Hill both so much, and they were both so good. There's a train in the background. <laughs> Welcome to sketch. I love it. It's, it gives um, a good effect. It's but, uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, I, I think, pre, 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 in my eyes at least, the, the first guy off the board is Denzel Mims. I think, I think, yeah. hear, hear, hear me out. I think because I already think the NFL viewed him higher than we, mm-hmm. us two specifically did. And then I think he had the be- the most complete week okay. of the receivers. Fair enough. I th- like. So I, I think that really plays into it, and I think... I mentioned before on the pod that I think he could be a guy who's sneaky goes in the like really early. Um, 
now in the, with the depth of this receiver class, like I think he's a, a no earlier than the second round, but I just think, yeah, it, it's hard to say a receiver um, from this group goes above him. Just because yeah. I think he's no, going to test well, That's too. a good choice. Like, I don't think Van Jefferson's going to... I love Van Jefferson. He's yeah, he's my favorite of this group. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I made that clear on the preview pod. We were smart with our Van Jefferson, KJ sure. Hill hype on the preview pod. Geniuses over here. We appreciate Red Runners. Um, but I just don't think Van Jefferson's going to run... What do you think he's going to go, like, fourth round? fast? Yeah, he feels like... we. we I, I told you, some of the NFL Network guys were talking about, like, the Deshaun I, Hamilton I Deshaun, so, yeah. comp. I think Probably. he's got better hands yeah, than Deshaun Hamilton. Um, but similar yeah. skill as a route runner uh, and maybe lacking similar long speed. Um, so I think, yeah, fourth round, I I, I have a, I have him stupid high. He's in my top 60. I love and if you, if you After this week, there's, uh, there's no way you're dropping him any lower, so can only go higher. Exactly. And then with K, KJ Hill, I think, although obviously if you were to point out like the best thing about him from this week... Like he was such a strong mm-hmm, route runner, and as I mean, the one-handed catch was beautiful. But I think what really made the difference for his week was a lot of people question his uh, explosiveness, explosiveness, and long speed. Yeah. And I think he, no, he I know brought it. Like he he was he looked faster than yeah. I thought. Yeah, he was but going. I mean, like I think the corner group's not the fastest, but definitely definitely agree. <laughs> no, I would agree with that too. But yeah, like these receivers. And Mims made all the acrobatic mm-hmm. catches that you expect, and he's just so nuanced. I am very comfortable, uh, like saying all three of these guys are, are top one hundred guys. Um, the, the receiver class is just ridiculous. Like some some somebody is not going to go on day two. That's going to come in and be yeah, absolutely. And like Van Jefferson just feels so pro ready. Um, let me throw this corkscrew to yeah. you. You said Mims, Mims is going to be the highest pass catcher taken. How about Adam Troutman? Any chance that he could sneak up? He had a hell of a week. That, he, he's also, when I said I didn't say receivers, I, I said pass catchers. Because, yeah, I, I wrote Troutman down. Um, the tight ends in general had a pretty mm-hmm. strong week. Uh, him, Harrison Bryant also mm-hmm. had a really strong week. Um, and... If, if you get into my head, I don't know which one of those guys goes uh, off the board first between uh, between Brian and Troutman, but Troutman to me is yeah. the more complete guy where it's like he could play in line. We, we talked about last week or on the preview pod. You were mentioning, I was mentioning how he plays all over the place, and you were mentioning, yeah, but he's Harrison a much Bryant? better yeah. blocker than Harrison Bryant. And, and Harrison Bryant's almost like purely in that jumbo slot role. Um, and I think uh, it's funny because I think Harrison Bryant was better in one-on-one drills, but Troutman yeah, was better in team drill. And I think that says a lot about their actual tape in game too, because Bryant uh, isolated like as a jumbo slot versus like Troutman all over the place, uh, getting all making plays all over the field, blocking. Um, the tight end class Deeper. feels better yeah, than I sure. thought it was. Uh, I think both of those um, guys are potential. I got a mini crop. Yeah. Also, sorry, sorry. Bryson Hopkins had a good week too, but like, it was a I very, very solid week. Absolutely, I was going to say that. I forgot. Good. Thanks for bringing that back up. I got like a mini crush from uh, Troutman this week. I think you know what it was for me. Like his, he didn't look unathletic at all. 
compared to like all those D one guys, SEC guys. Yeah, he also it also helped. He was looked like bo- mm-hmm. just based on body type. He was the most body type ready of the tight end groups. He was the the most uh, like he he carries his weight really well. He was also he was the tallest, heaviest, yeah. and like yeah, absolutely. I, I liked him. And like I said, like I was kind of surprised how well he moved too. And there was a couple. There's a one corner route where he just looks awesome. And then the, in the day three, in the red, no, what's it, two minute, I think, and like, caught a touchdown. Yeah, I don't know. He just looked so well rounded. Uh, rounded. I like I like him a lot more than I liked Adam Shaheen. Adam Shaheen went in. That's a good the point. Third they're very, they're almost similar, right? The small school, in terms senior of bowl guy. Small school yeah. size, senior bowl guy. Like, I, but I, I like. I like Trimble. He had a really, like really strong week. Uh, just jumping mm-hmm. back to Colin Johnson really quick. Uh, being that big and coming out and like the questions yeah. being about separation and route running and then kind of just showing he he can separate and he, he is clearly a much better route runner than mm-hmm. I, I, I thought at least. Um, I don't know how high he goes, but his, his stock's coming back. In a big yeah. way after this Senior Bowl, and if he runs better than people expect, like I wouldn't be shocked to see. Him um, yeah, I, I like I, I. If you were to ask me a week ago, I would say that's insane. But now I agree with you. He had a really, really strong week. And it's it's funny because he's a guy I've mm-hmm. been so all over the place with. I guess two years ago now, I thought he 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 was yeah. a future first round pick. And then com- combination of more tape study and consistent play uh, kind of deterred me more of a third-round guy and now kind of back in the, in, in the middle. Fair so. enough. I, I don't know if I'm that high, but like like you said, like the the movement of Bill, like I didn't think he was going to look good that good and the route running and all of that. Um, like Pittman. Mm-hmm. Pitt- okay, okay, let's, let's do, let's do let's D- jump. <laughs> Who's your number one? I want to know. So I, I, I kind of had a tough... Yeah, go. If I had to pick, if mm-hmm. I had to pick just one, see, because it's it's weird, because it's like when you talk risers, who makes the biggest jump? Not necessarily yep. who was the best there, right? Because obviously, like a guy like Javon Kinlaw or Neville Gallimore is the best there. But I think the guy who who made the biggest jump in my mind that was my number one. Uh, was probably too. Josh Uche. He he was a guy who I I liked as a. Mid late day three guy, um, wasn't totally sure where I was going to use him. Mm-hmm. Remind me of Encheno Mosu, where he's like he played more of a true edge role, but is much more yep. linebacker like in build. Uh, and then he he kind of had the weak Zach. I know that that's have. perfect because he looked that. damn good rushing the passer and surprisingly good in coverage. And that's not to say Zach yeah. Bond had a, a bad week or anything, but I don't think Zach Bond had the week the people exactly. who believed he's a first-round pick yeah. expected him to have. Um, Uche is really interesting. Yeah. The scheme's going to be huge for him. But, yeah, he's a guy who's definitely sending me back to the tape. And uh, just he was such a natural pass rusher. And like you said, he looked it comfortable. surprised me how, how, how comfortable he looked. But, yeah, what did what he come in at, like 6'1", 243 or something like that? Yeah, to, yeah, about the same as uh, a little shorter than so like, Mosu, but the after the way, and you're like, eh. But then seeing the movement ability in open space, it uh, and again, like he, he he had some nice bend. Like he looked he looked really good. You just need to, I think, 
you have to yeah. have a plan with how you're going to use him, but he is much more <laughs> valuable than I thought. In, in terms, because he can move that or look that confident in like coverage, you, and he's like yeah. never really done that. And then winning, like you thought maybe like a third down specialist kind of guy going to the week, and now look yes. like a potential yes. three down player. So An- another guy who I, I'm just gonna two. Okay, I'll give you. A, no, okay, I'll, I'll do one first. A guy, a guy. I just feel stupid. That's my Jason second choice, Rob, because he had a phenomenal week. I was low on him. He okay, so he played interior for North Carolina yep. out of sheer need for him to do so, and I didn't love him. And I was kind of—I don't know—he's like this weird tweener. I don't really know what to do with him. Then he came in lighter. Uh, mm-hmm. He came in at two sixty-seven because he clearly—he's clearly aiming to be a true edge in the yep. NFL with that inside ability. Uh, and then just his combination of motor and hand, violent hands, heavy hands. Yeah, uh, multiple pass rush moves. He had, he had a little more explosion than I was expecting, and he had a great week. And now I understand more so. And I've already, honestly, I've already gone back to the tape on him, and he's moved up my board a bit. And now I can kind of understand. Uh, yeah, like a guy that can play on the edge, first and second down, and kick inside on the third, right? With that two sixty seven, you're looking at that, and he looked good at like I know it's it's individual drills, like it doesn't really matter. But he looked good against the tackles, looking at against the interior offensive linemen. A uh, couple pass breakups, knockdowns in the in the team drill on day two, I believe, which is pretty good. I, I just I always like seeing that, just from uh, you know football awareness perspective. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah fo- football exactly. awareness, he, intensity, motor. Like yeah, he showed all three of those off in uh, in mobile this week. I liked him a lot. Uh, one more guy I'm going to mention on the defensive line who only practiced once, but I thought Marlon Davidson in his one practice showed so. Like, Marlon Davidson could have potentially been, like, my number if, yeah. one riser. Absolutely. Uh, and, and maybe I would have talked about him a little more as a potential first-round pick even because Daniel Jeremiah <laughs> believes yeah. him to be a potential first-round pick. Uh, and, and Davidson's a guy who, like, I don't dislike. I just I like I'm not super high on him. Um, yeah. I like the inside out ability. Uh, he does a lot of things well. Nothing when, when you watch the tape like he's he's yeah. also overshadowed by Derek Brown. But like Marlon Davidson feels like what Nick <laughs> yeah. was supposed to be. Yeah. When you watch the tape at least, and then him coming in and just showing off uh, a plethora of pass rush moves. Um, showing inside and outside ability, and again, only one practice for the hamstring got him. But um, I think even even through just one practice, I think also he's a riser because Daniel Jeremiah yeah. talked about him so highly, and I think that makes him like. It sounds silly to say that Daniel Jeremiah talking about a prospect highly makes him a riser, but it does in the draft community. When Daniel Jeremiah says someone is really good, and everyone else is like, not. If it- all the way in on that, it sends you back to the tape, and it can lead true. to more people thinking that, which, again, seems true. silly. Um, no, <laughs> I agree. Like, when when I saw him go in, what, 28th or whatever in DJ's mock, um, I was kind of shocked. And then, that, like you said, that day one, uh, Davidson was just phenomenal. Like, almost unblockable. And, I mean, like like you said, like, the inside out ability, like, what is he, 297, right? Which is great size and... I don't know, man. Like, he had a phenomenal first practice, and like you said, if he if he finished the week, um, he probably would have been defensive riser number one. Yeah. Uh, okay. I I have three secondary players and one linebacker. 
uh, left under this category. I'm just going to see the linebacker real quick. I think it was, he was clearly the best linebacker there. Akeem Davis-Gaither, just the overall athleticism. So that one play on yep. day three that he the, made in coverage. Should have picked it. Uh, yep. Where he almost had the interception. Yeah, I thought he just he yeah. just moved better than everybody else. Uh, and he, day he day two, he had a pass breakup too, and I feel like he should have picked that one. Yeah, absolutely. Looked so good in coverage. Looked like the the easiest mover amongst all linebackers there. Absolutely a riser. Uh, do, do no, I, I, I could have sent Murchison from the D-line for another low-key rise. Okay, that, that's a good one too. Uh, it's, it's tough because you don't want to say like so many people, but he did have a, I think, more quiet but really interesting week. Really mm-hmm. moves well laterally. He brought out a spin move yeah. at one point that was really sick. Um, just kind of in that th- uh, undersized one gap, three tech penetration. And honestly, level, even a, even a little there. more low key, maybe not, I don't know, but I think Devon Hamilton's week helped himself a lot. I think his was low key too. I think part of it was just like the Kinlaw and the Gallimore hype kind of yeah. overshadowed some of these other interior guys, and there's so many. Uh, so yeah. many offensive linemen who look good in general. But yeah, Devon Hamilton, just so much power in his hands. And I think he, that, he showed Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Like he didn't get moved at all in the round game and uh and showed some upside in the pass rush, so uh okay. Secondary, another guy similar uh to Jason Strobridge, who I'll mm-hmm. eat my words on, Troy Pride. Troy Pride, I think of all the guys there, if I had to name one guy who like exceeded my expectations the most, it's Troy Pride. I was I sound like an idiot if you listen back to the preview show where I just like I had nothing to say about Troy Pride essentially. Um, he came in and okay, we knew about Troy Pride that he's really mm-hmm. gifted athletically, but every, every like the tapes I've done on him at Notre Dame, uh, all the time it was just like technically he almost not even technically he just doesn't find the ball very well. Uh, and he kind of panicked and get handsy a lot. Um, he has clean footwork, but his like press technique wasn't great. And then he came out, and the corners in general were not very good. Yeah, and it made him stand out more for sure. But he just looked more confident, especially yeah. when the ball was in the air against some of these. Uh, but even these I think he saw the receivers. technical difficulties. Shout out to ESPNU, but saw some of the technical difficulties and um, and use that athleticism to to kind of. Um, Get back to the yeah. receiver and make a play on the ball. Yeah, agreed. He had a he had a strong week. The best corner there, I think. Okay, I, I wouldn't of say all the that. Weeks, you don't think he had the fair, best week of I guess. any corner? Uh, I think, I think they're close. By far the best corner there. Uh, and I think Dane Jackson certainly in the conversation. Yeah. I have him here as well. Dane Jackson came in and kind of he had the week I was hoping he have. I'm a I'm a definitely a Dane Jackson fan. Um, he reminds me so much of Steven Nelson, and this week made me think <laughs> even more so with that. Um, just t- a technically sound guy who does everything pretty well. You kind of worry about the overall no, athleticism, but no. he didn't really. He was like always in the that wasn't, pocket. Didn't. Yeah, and he's just very strong, instinctual corner. It was like was very he, had, he was a little more low key, but like such a. I think it was a strong week. I think you should be pleased, Rob. No, those good. Are good. Do you have anybody else here? Uh, okay, biggest offensive I, sliders. Yeah. I think, I I think there's one guy who for both of us it was a pretty disappointing week. 
Um, Nick Harris, I think, didn't didn't have the worst week, but had the of the guys we had high expectations of. It was a big letdown. Now the Senior Bowl is kind of what they were doing there. The main thing we're that we're watching are one on ones, specifically with linemen one on one pass rush, which is a spot you expect Nick Harris to struggle. But I didn't think he he'd struggle like that. Like his he like was day, just day one taking advantage like of. You said, just kind of obliterated by everyone day three he bounced back a little bit but it was just a really bad week and if you go back and listen to our last episode i thought him and cushionberry could sneak into that round one conversation and uh they went in polar opposite directions yeah he the, it, it also didn't help that he came in like he came in at 6'1 293 and we knew he was small but then his Clearly. lack of strength being such an issue and pass rush and his lack of anchor being such an issue now, what he's going to do well is he's a zone-blocking, run-blocking yeah. center. He's going to be awesome at that. But now he, like, I, he's not going to be a first-round pick. He's not going to be the first center off the board. I, I, if I had to bet, uh, I would take he, third center off the yeah, board Yeah, right like, he, he has to have a strong game. I know game, the game really doesn't matter, but I want to just see him bounce back in a big way. Also, and that's, that's the other he thing. Is. He's going to look better in a game than he is in a one-on-one pass rush drill. Be, uh, again, centers are rarely yeah, asked to yeah. block anyone one-on-one anyway. So but, you got to take that into account. Um, if he if he comes out and looks amazing with his movement skills in the run game too, that but just even reminding in the, everyone even that in the team good. drills, he looked a little, I don't know, a little hesitant, maybe because he was struggling. You know what I mean? And he had a really bad snap yeah. too, which is like just piling on him, which, yeah. Not good. Yeah, uh, I'm going to throw out Jalen Hurts yeah. and Anthony Gordon here just because we, we talked about them both kind of competing to, with Love and Herbert being in the first round yeah. combo, these guys in the day two combo. I don't think either had the week to really solidify themselves there whatsoever. Uh, Anthony Gordon looked more yeah. like a day three guy. Um, and I think with Hurts, it just comes back to what you thought yeah. going um, into the absolutely. week. Absolutely. Neither of those guys had the week that they needed to have. Uh, starting with Gordon, I, I think I sent you – a message it just it, going into day three it almost felt like he wasn't fully there like he just just kind of like a blah no attitude yes. no yeah for real and then i forgot then he, about the him. two minute drill late into the day three practice he kind of established himself a little out a couple nice throws commanded the offense a bit his yeah, and that's, that's the one though is like, just you knew he has a, like a good arm and but the the, the feet work the foot the feet work the footwork is the one thing going into the week that you wanted to see him improve a lot and he, he didn't and then Hurts, it was just he was inaccurate. Um, he just he just didn't look like he does not look. I, f- I feel like he's going to look solid in the game because he'll be able to run. I think that I think he's going to be so much better in the game than he was in practice. Again, this yeah, is not a sure. thing that favors sure. his skill set. Uh, I do think if you look for a positive, he wasn't mm-hmm. bailing on pockets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the time, he bail. He did a little college, bit, but again, it's a, it's an all star game practice. But, it's hard to trust your office line and, and stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought he was just indecisive, and especially especially seeing yeah. Herbert and then him. Like you could see, like, there's there's so like Montez's far flashes apart. were better than Hertz. What were? Which I mean, I'm not I'm not saying Montez is yeah. a better quarterback, but. I don't know. It sounds like you said that in that clip. Yeah. Uh, although, although we talked about a bunch of pass catchers, 
probably because the the group as a whole was so strong, it made some of the other guys who didn't have horrible weeks just not look as good who's, as who, you'd expect them to, to, I guess. I'm curious to so I'm, uh, I, I, I would put... Um, now, this is a... I have, I have a hard time mm-hmm. deciding between two guys specifically who... It, it wasn't necessarily slider week. It was just more disappointing. I'm going to say That's Antonio a good, You know, there's a couple... Like, like you said, I feel like it... Not not too many guys slid in the group, but like you said, disappointed because of how strong the group was. But yeah, Gendy Golden just didn't show up like you'd hope him to. Had that one really really bad drop on the deep ball from Shea Patterson. Yeah, yeah. he had he, he had multiple drops. Um, and it's funny because I thought he like I already didn't expect mm-hmm. him to be a great route runner or anything. Um, yeah, and maybe the struggle with separation, yep. but I didn't expect drops. So I think that's part of my issue here. I thought his release was actually better than I was expecting, but again, the drops just yeah, and like a guy didn't really like stand him, out like you said, not, at all, not too refined. But you'd expect a couple of those, like at least one or two of those big time catches in the one on one situations, right? And it's, and I think also seeing a big receiver like Colin Johnson yeah. have such a great week at the things that he needed to have a great weekend. Yeah, like, like Colin, really Colin Johnson like got wide open just route running a couple times, which is impressive. I mean, like, Pittman even for yes. a bigger receiver had a good weekend. Claypool even. Yeah. Claypool. And Claypool. Way, Claypool at yep. 10 pounds, play him at tight end, dominate. That's my take. I like that thought because I'm not physical. a big Claypool guy, but I, I, I like, like that physicality. Idea. I think Canadian attitude, he can run block. That's my take. <laughs> Uh, also, the receiver I was debating yeah, AGG I, I with for this was Devin Duvernay. Mm-hmm. Under, underwhelming. Um, now, it's funny because with Duvernay, his best attributes no. are, like, he can't really show off yak, but, you know, yeah. or necessarily long speed. But I thought he would be a cleaner route runner and show he more as a lateral mover, and he just routes. didn't. Yeah, and he, and he, had a, he also had a Mm-hmm. He he also had yeah. a couple no, drops. I think that's a and yeah, he looks good. Stiff. Choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. underwhelming. Um, I'll put Kalaja Lipscomb here because like, I, I think I was see. I I, I would agree. I put like to put Lipscomb after those two. Like he had just just a quiet week. He had the one kind of nice concentration catch where he double caught it. Like there's a couple plays here and there, but yeah, just just felt like whatever. He he mm-hmm. he needed yeah, to have a better didn't, didn't, running didn't impress. week. Uh, speaking of Vanderbilt, I also put Jared Pinkney here. Although I think he won the South tight end of the week, I thought he was like not uh, uh, like mm. I think Josiah Deguara had a better week than him. I think Bryant Agreed. Troman and Hopkins all had a better week than him. Uh, he just kind of got lost in a shuffle, and I think similar to what yeah, you said about Anthony Gordon, yeah, it almost felt like he was there. Trend. No, I didn't. Want, I don't like. Yeah. Do you have anybody else here? I know you don't. I got so many other guys. I'll <laughs> save them for off air. Uh, okay, defensive okay, I, mean, sliders. I just went with the guy that had the worst week in uh, East Ham. Yeah. East Ham. Yeah. Might be Bassey, by the way. I don't know. Charles <laughs> Charles Davis said that. But, uh, yeah, he just – it felt like he, he just lost every single rep he had, Rob. Yeah. I don't know why he was there and Levert Hill wasn't or, like, other East West Shrangian <laughs> corners. Poor. He was bad. I don't think anyone <laughs> lost every rep except for Yeah, I think, I think you're right, though. Um, he did uh, not look no. like an NFL Who player. else do you have? 
the lack of athleticism and just yeah, it was rough. And again, the receivers yeah, yeah, are so sure. good too, so that sucks for him. Uh, uh, I think Alton Robinson. I also have Alton Robinson. He just he just didn't show up like at all. Like he's a guy who obviously, especially the TDN guys, had like mm. first round talk with him before the season. I thought potential day two guy. The issues with him have to do with athleticism. Uh, the things I like about him are how he uses his hands, but he also is not that big. And then he just got stonewalled. It did, yeah. Felt like I just, almost every rep. And he's just lack of athleticism. Athleticism was so clear. Like if you're debating on taking a guy day two, like him versus it's like I would rather take the guy with the upside who might not be as technically it, sound, but I don't know. There's just like because you didn't even see no, that with him. I was about to say like he go to his first move, get stonewalled. Take. Then have no secondary move and just try to push and do nothing. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, who else do you have? Do you have any bills? Yeah, go ahead. Trevon Hill. Now, this had yeah. more to do with how he weighed in. That's not good. 233. It's a little, little light. And then he had some really strong reps, but it generally came against the, the mm-hmm. I guess, the lower class prospects. Like, he... He didn't have any, but it felt like he didn't have any wins against yeah. the big names on the offensive line. Now, again, he showed some speed and some bend, but I think he's more of a day three project than a day two. Agreed with you. Yeah, with yeah, big, sure. big upside. I'll just put Carter. It just felt like he wasn't there. Fuck me. He, yeah, that's. I think that's like the worst thing. At least be, <laughs> be saying Bassie and just get well, destroyed like every dirt a couple times, but but like. Yeah, Coughlin it also came in lighter than he was listed. I think he also came in at, like, 233. And then his arms were really short, and then, like, he just did nothing. At least with a guy like Kenny Willickies, who came in with really poor measurements that are going to hurt him because his arms are so short, uh, he still had, a, like, a pretty flashy He did. Like, there was, fla- yeah, like he looked like Kenny Willickies. You know what I mean? Know, just motoring, winning a couple of reps. Like, you know, just the stuff you like. Quickly, Coughlin mm-hmm. weighed in 6'3", yeah, 234. Exactly. And 31 and a quarter inch arms. Same as Willicke's arms, by the way. Yes. But like 20, 20 pounds, pounds later. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I right. don't know. I don't know. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> nah, he's going to run like a 4-3. Uh, okay. Speaking of weigh-ins, uh, let's talk some weigh-in warrior. I think Javon Kinlaw pretty yeah. clearly was <laughs> the king sure. of the weigh-in. If you had to pick Sorry, quickly, someone just, for runner-up, who would it be? 6'5", 315, and almost 35-inch okay. arms, and an 84-inch wingspan. That's... He's ridiculous. Apparently, Derek Brown's arms are longer, though, so... Um, yeah, I don't... Like, Like Taylor Taylor came in at 6'8", 36-inch-plus arms. Okay. No, okay. I think the second guy <laughs> was the, Terrell Lewis. Because I think Terrell, Terrell Lewis coming in at that weight was so big for him because I thought mm-hmm. he looked really skinny on yeah. tape. And then I – now, he didn't have, like, a dominant week, but I thought he had a good week. Uh, mm-hmm. And just his overall athleticism and his length really no, stood out. No, no, definitely. And he had, he had actually the used field. the length on the day three to get a strip sack late in the practice too, so. Yeah. I, no, I think I wanted like to see more flash game. from him, but uh, it was still solid, yeah. Yeah, I also think Cam Brown was a warrior. uh, 
he is long. I, but like we knew so that long. Coming. Like I, I, I like. No, but I didn't. I didn't know he's gonna be no, like that's legit fair. six yeah. five two thirty. And and then they had him doing all kinds of things. I thought he had a quite like not like a super big rise week, but as someone who liked him entering yeah, the week, yeah, he was no, that's, that's fair. With um, his week, I guess. I think Troutman, Troutman being the biggest, and I've that helps him a lot. Yes, he had a, I I have one more. Uh, your boy, our okay. I'll give him. I'll I'll give him to you. He can be yours. Lloyd Cushenbury, I think, just mm. it also helped that Nick Harris came in so small. But seeing and, and Biedish isn't the biggest guy in the world either. But seeing that Cushenberry was, I think yep. he was six three three, almost thirty five inches, and his wingspan of over eighty three, which is yeah, yeah like he has long impressive. arms for a center. Like I think he's giving me uh, one. Don't, of the don't that's gonna that's, that's the Garrett Bradbury curse. Don't don't say this. That's true. It's, uh, yeah, but he's not going to go to top 20. So no. I mean, I think uh, anyone else here? Okay, new crush. Who's your new crush? I try to go... It's hard like to talk about guys we haven't already talked about, but I really tried. So I worked out Yeah, okay, I've got three. We only talked about one. Let's, let's get the one out of the way. And then I save one for Pleasant Surprise. I could have snuck in. Uh, I put Jason Strobridge here. Smart. Who I... Yeah, I, th- I actually thought you were going to have him. Yeah, That's I what like I was waiting that. for. Um, who, we already talked a lot about him, and I just thought the week was so impressive. I want to get back to the tape like you did, and I, uh, I'm excited for that. Who, who's your number one crush? Or just give me one. Number just one give me your crush? first one. Okay. Well, okay, let, let me give you the guy we already talked okay. about, and then I'll give you my number one crush because they're different. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy we talked about, Ben Barch. I just love a good, mean... Yeah, me, impressive me That's small a good school pick. Who, especially when they're not too tall, like Alex Taylor. I don't <laughs> like either. really tall offensive tackles. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, like I'm not even kidding. True. Just that's how you get leveraged to death. So yeah, I thought Ben Barch. He's a guy I really want to dive into more tape on. I also love that he's a former tight end who just added weight each year. I also love the idea that he's from St. John's, but not the Minnesota. St. John's that yeah. you think of. He's from St. John's, Minnesota, and like he just mm-hmm. didn't. Look like he didn't belong. He fit right yep. in with all the SEC offense flyman. Uh, my my number one crush coming out of this week. Uh, hey, here's my next one. Is Logan Stenberg. I th- I don't. Okay, I don't think anyone really talked about him much. But Absolutely, I he had one of the Stenberg, most solid like, weeks there. Like it wasn't like he was winning with like it wasn't dominant wins, but like you said, solid. Just he yeah like he wasn't okay he wasn't putting people yeah. in the dirt like Josh Jones did at one point or like Damian Lewis did at one point consistently but he was just yeah. locking people down like his anchor is really strong and the, the other True. reason thing about him is like how he's long big he is. like he's sizable like he you know you felt his size every time you saw him in, in reps um no for sure like he, you know what it, yeah. know what it is almost though like I like yeah. the linemen that have quiet weeks like you know like. Yeah, God, those are like, like I, I have another song. lineman too. Who's a small school? Uh, I know there's some hype. Matt Pert, Matt Pert impressed oh, me yeah? a lot. Shoot, this week. shoot, I know he was shoot. already your boy. Yeah, no, me too. That's another guy who, yeah, again, like he had some. Uh, I think, I think, well, not even just that. I was just, like, uh, he had he, what rep was it? I think he just had a really, really clean mm-hmm. killer rep against Strobridge at one point. We just. He uh, smothered him on a counter, like it was like offensive lineman porn, but it wasn't like the yeah, dominant, I remember like, the rep. dirt him yeah. necessarily. So it didn't get as 
Yeah, didn't get as much hype as some of the other reps, but he just had a really, like, he, he looks like just a plug-and-play right tackle, which is kind of what I thought entering the week. He was a top 100 guy on my board. And no, for sure. I you know, quickly, going back to Strobridge, I liked how in day three, they kind of just kept putting Josh Jones up against Strobridge consistently. And Jones, and Jones, yeah, exactly. And Jones best just on kept best. kicking ass, to be honest, so. Yeah, yeah, no, Jones Jones's day three, like, he, he was really good, but, like, day three really uh, put an exclamation mark on his week. Okay, I got more. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll save my low key one for last. Uh, Kyle Duggar, Ryan. the safety yeah. from Lenoir, Ryan. I agree. Uh, I thought he's the best safety there. Uh, I thought also yeah. just him being that big and athletic and coming from Lenoir, Ryan, and like yeah. still looking that big and that athletic. Uh, I, I thought Jeremy Chin had a really solid mm-hmm. week too. Like I think they're the two best safeties, uh, which is mm-hmm. surprising because they're obviously the two small school safeties. But uh, just Duggar and seeing that, like, I I feel like he can play safety, but he can also play linebacker. He's going to be all over the place. He's like the I, Isaiah Simmonsy a bit in, in the terms in terms of, like, you can play him all over the place. Uh, I thought he had kind of the perfect week. And then also reading after the fact, he thought he had a, like, he's like, mm-hmm. I left some plays on the field. Like, I wish I had a better week. And, like, this yeah. guy was clearly the best sure. safety there. And your last year Loki one? Oh, Michael? Oxenberg. Really? Okay. Explain. The, I, I thought he was, like, fine. Explain this one to me. He, yeah. No, 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 no. He was, like, yeah. I wouldn't say he was anything more than solid. Um, but his okay, his date, I think it was day two, uh, was his best of the three days is day two. Mm-hmm. I just, his arm length and his ability as a press zone guy, like, I think he has the potential... To just be a like a press uh, a press co- a cover two press guy and uh, like James Bradbury's the vibe I okay. get when I'm I watch him. Like I don't think he like I don't think he's like super high upside or anything. I don't think he's going before day three, but mm-hmm. I just I, I think there's something there with him and uh, especially in a group of corners who were like pretty not good outside yeah. of Pride Holmes and uh, Dane Jackson. Fair like enough. I think he was That's he fair. he would be my fourth kill you guy. For that one, Rob. I like Iowa DBs. I just Ojemudia doesn't do it for me yet, but I'll save it for later, maybe. So this guy could have been another crush on the offensive line. It's my favorite stuff to watch. Terrence Steele from Texas Tech. I just thought he had such a strong week. Yep. Yeah, you should. I mean, he's feel vindicated. It was almost like like I don't know, maybe a little louder than Pertz and Stenberg's, but. Still a little uh, overlooked. I guess because Josh Jones got so much attention, which fair fair enough for him. Uh, another guy just looks so clean, looks like like stonewalling guys. The feet look good. I uh, I loved his performance this week. I definitely, some, definitely. some right tackle potential there. No, he had a really just solid week. Um, I put Joshua Kelly number one here. Although... Ru- <laughs> Running backs don't yeah, really I want to see like, in the game, make much of a difference here. Uh, but jo- uh, but Joshua Kelly, just like I didn't expect anything from him, and then he looked like a draftable running back. So I, th- I said, hey, good for him. I shit on him too much. So yeah. I put him. I also put Terrence Steele. You already mentioned him. Uh, yeah. I put Cam Brown here, too, just because I love Cam Brown. I just uh, wanted to give it to Steele. I thought do he you have anybody sure. else? I mean, like, guys I mentioned earlier, I could have thrown like, Murchison and Hamilton. I, like, it's just I didn't want to repeat guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good one. I, I don't have for anything, but he did have a really solid week. And like another guy, just a little quiet, but looked good at center. Yeah, uh, and then he <laughs> finally Kaliki Hudson. He did. I thought Kaliki Hudson had a pretty solid week. He 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 was like another. He was like mm-hmm. body beautiful. Just another guy who fits that category. Um, seeing him work as a safety. Seeing like I think there's just there's a role for a guy. With yeah, he his didn't look ability like as a box safety in coverage either. Like he didn't look amazing or anything, but he, he looked very competent. The like, the Patriots are going to draft him. Find a role. It's fine. Nick uh, Harris and I biggest got no disappointment. He deserves it. Sorry, Nick. Okay. In the way that you were really pounding the table for him in the pre-show, uh, I got a guy I did the same for, and I, he didn't have a bad week, but like he, yeah, it I felt like he was Darrell like, Taylor. Honestly, like looking through the notes today, I'm like, I just feel like I didn't see much of Darrell Taylor, and, and especially so many talented SEC yeah. edges there, uh, and, and I I fucking banged the table in the pre-show. Jonathan Grenard, Darrell Taylor. Guess what? Jonathan Grenard you know what, lived I'll up give to Darrell Taylor. Just this is my, like was my bad take of the day, okay? I think the orange helmet thing kind of hurt him. I think because Alton, Alton Robinson looked really bad. But it's, and Zuniga and Grenard looked pretty good. So he just got <laughs> lost in the shit. Like, Zuniga was a little disappointing. But Grenard looked really good. And Taylor... Right. That's true. Yeah. It, it was Zuniga another guy. Like kinda, three, both though. of those two guys kind of got lost in the shuffle. And Taylor got totally forgotten about. Well... I, I I get another. Yeah, for sure. Anthony Jennings felt like he was in there too. Sucks. Yeah, uh, I I also put Anthony Gordon here, and then finally I put Brandon Ayuk because we thought he was going to be there, and then he wasn't. And like has an injury. No, no, no. I don't blame him either. I was just Me personally too. disappointed because I wanted to see it because he's a guy I'm lower on than, and, and people are saying like yeah. Nagy said he's a guaranteed first round pick. He's higher than Nikhil Harry on most NFL boards, and I was ready to see it. I was ready to see him, especially yeah. in one on one press because that's where I need to see him. I need to see him prove route running and release because I know he's this this twitchy yak explosive athlete. But I wanted nope, to see like, more complete game. And I didn't agree. get it, and that was kind of disappointing. Okay, quickly, who's sending me back I, to I the I went with a good reason. I went with the guy we talked reason. already. He missed day two and three. I put Marlon Davidson here. Who, Like I said, combined with the DJ thing, I didn't think he was That's that good. good. Dominant on day one. Didn't get to see him. I want to see more of him. Okay, I put a couple. I'll just run through them quick because we talked about most of yep. them. Strowbridge, already sent me back to the tape. Already moved up my board. Troy Pride, already <laughs> sent me back to the tape. Already has moved up my board slightly. Yeah. Uh, Chase Claypool. I do too. Because I like this idea that he's a tight end. Yes. Michael Just Pittman. Much more athletic. Um, although I still see Michael Floyd every time I watch him. Uh, and then for bad reasons, Carter Coughlin, Alton Robinson, Jalen Hurts, and Anthony Gordon. Uh, okay. Let's do our best at each position. Then I'll read an ad. Then we'll talk a little bit about the the preview for the game, Six and then we're done, guys. So bear with us. I think a lot of a lot of the Justin Herbert is best quarterback. Justin Herbert. Uh, <laughs> I want Josh Kelly, but I don't feel best great about back. it. But again, you just don't see them much in practice. Um, oh, okay, the fumble. So I'm with you. The fumble. I know the fumble sucked, but then. Uh, 
Then Tom McShay was going on and on about some <laughs> yeah. study about fumble. I didn't well, know like, what he was talking about. It was sick. He was like mumbling on and on about it, and like someone was like at, seemed to ask a I, question about it to him, and like he didn't really know what was what was funny. like. It felt Quickly like going back to Josh Kelly though. Uh, again, neither of us thought um, much about him, so just him having this week give him a bit of a bump. And I thought he caught the bell the ball a lot better than I expected to. Fair. I put Eno Benjamin here because he did, uh, like, he, he, although he lacks size, yeah, he, he's yeah, a dog a in point. pass protection. Like, he wants it. He wants all the smoke. And that, him, the combination of him being my highest rated running back there, seeing he, like, clearly, I thought, mm-hmm. was the most twitched up of the running backs there. Uh, and then seeing him. Quickly, I, I, it, I, I thought Antonio Gibson's week was solid because I didn't see him drop a ball. It's not like he was making am- amazing catches, but I think he caught every single no. pass that saw go his way. Yeah, which is what I wanted to see from him. Pretty sure he did. Until the game, and the game we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be so sick when Jamichael Hasty has that three hundred yard game. You the hardest one to Uh, choose. Best receiver, shebang. I gave the nod to Van Jefferson. I think I would go Van Mims and then Kitchen Hill. I guess part of it is like you, you know what? Okay, let me be the only one who did my my classic Mims take. There was a couple double catches in there. <laughs> there was still a couple double catches, but no, Mims had a fantastic week. The spectacular catches were all there. The athleticism, the route running, it, it was he was terrific. He was everything you want to see from him. Still want to clean the hands up a little bit, but Van Jefferson was a goddamn vacuum cleaner. The route running was so crisp, getting in, in and out of breaks. He's so nuanced and smart. He's clearly got absolutely, like and, high but IQ he, when it like comes that stuff I kind of expected. But then every time the ball hit his hands, it was like vice grips, which really impressed me. Yeah, Can't believe he was at, at old Mister guys. It's so funny. It's so funny that like most people don't didn't like. Mm-hmm. I feel like most NFL fans like. When Van Jefferson has a sick rookie year, and then they, they they'll find out that he was at Ole Miss with AJ Brown. Yeah, this this like the, this can be a tweet so that's going to go viral next or October. Confused. That won't be either of us. So, yeah, I want Adam Troutman. Uh Best tight end. Me too. I think I think it was close between him and Harrison Bryant, but overall, I guess I just Troutman just most for himself. felt like he did. Do, he Agreed. yeah, like he just does more. Like Harrison Bryant. He had no, a very like, good this week. Shouldn't be a knock. Yeah. It's not supposed to be a knock. But what's up? Yeah, but what separated it was just like Troutman just doing it. He looked like just I don't know how to explain like the perfect, well-rounded tight end. Yeah, agreed. I liked him a lot. Very safe. Lloyd Cushenberry. Best interior offensive lineman. Josh Jones. Best ta- mine is the same. Best tackle. Javon. Mine Kimmel. is the same. Best interior defensive lineman. Uh, Josh Mine Ritchie, is the same. Which I know Best is edge rusher. Not a true edge. It's kind of hard to find a true edge in this group. I think Jonathan Grenard is my second choice. A week of anybody so. in Mobile. Uh, so, uh, I'm so high on Jonathan Grenard. I'm going to tell you right now, I did more on him last night after day three practice. Sure he good, is no. in my top 25 now. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. Because <laughs> I just don't give those out. Yeah, he's 20, 24th on my board. I love. He, he, I think he is now my favorite oh, player. Okay. In the entire respect. Draft. He, he had a good week. He, you're right, though. Was, like, yeah. 
It was a he, quiet good week, and then he kind of took over on day three. He's just he does everything so well. I thought he looked okay. more athletic than I thought too, which is going to be big for him. For how high he actually does end up going, it's going to be very that's that's combine important. I think ADG best linebacker. I don't think it was close, right? Like, not that anyone necessarily had a like a blatantly poor week or anything, but I just think ADG clearly stood out. For me, though, like, I'm, I'm always bad for this in senior bowl practices. I just don't look at the linebackers and the and the safeties like too much. So when a guy just keeps pop, popping, like like we talked about earlier, two pass breakups, probably both interceptions, uh, the athleticism, the, the movement in space, the coverage ability, uh, I thought he was just clearly the best linebacker there. Mm-hmm. He did. Davian Taylor yeah. had a quietly solid week too. Um, I think yeah. they didn't give Zach Bond enough pass rush reps because he looked yeah. good when he pass rushed. He just didn't do it that much. Uh, I think Evan Weaver kind of did what you expected. Yeah, that's that's bad for that's, in coverage. That's a bad week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, corner. so if you were to ask me my favorite corner of the week, it would be Darnay Holmes. I just thought Pride had the best week overall. Uh, I know you say Holmes. Like I said, a little more flashy. Fair. I thought Pride was a little more consistent. Holmes, the dog in him, I loved it. Sorry. There. Holmes brings it. Holmes felt like the, this is how I felt watching Holmes and Van Rock. Jefferson was how I, yeah. similar to how yeah. I felt. No, like I, 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 Samuel I, I, Rock I thought like he, I loved the feistiness. I loved. Playing through the whistle in, in practice, um, always mm-hmm. going at the ball. Again, my he was my favorite guy. I thought Pride just had a more like, solid week. Little Grabby Holmes too. Sorry for. He's the first. He, he's going to be the first true like guy who's being drafted specifically. Holmes had like nickel. the week. He'll be the first nickel off the board. So. Yeah, I love Kyle Duggar. Uh, and best safety, Kyle Duggar. Okay, yeah, that makes me happy. Good, good for Kyle Duggar. Me too. Me too. I uh, really wish Ashton Davis was there. but uh, Okay, before we get into the, the game yeah. preview, uh, AJ, if you want, if you, I don't know if it's possible, I still don't know, I didn't check, but if it's possible, if you were to gamble on the Senior Bowl, I would do it with my DJ, bookie. Hold on, I actually have a good it? thing for the ad here when you finish. Let me jump in. Do your ad and then we'll, I'll finish with a good thing. <laughs> This is, this is a good ad read already. Uh, so, yeah, go to my bookie. You know what? The Super, the Super Bowl is coming up. NBA and NHL. Yep. I'm watching the NHL like, All-Star game. It's sick. Um, anyway, NBA and NHL are That's very correct. much in the middle of their seasons. Super Bowl is coming up. Gamble everything. Prop bets galore at my bookie. Uh, and use the promo code share to act. Okay, I was going to say this for the end of the cash. show. So, well, I'm going to do it now. Rob, it's not just the Senior Bowl this weekend. It's the Pro Bowl, baby. 3 o'clock, Orlando, Florida, Camping World Stadium. The NFC versus the AFC. AFC is minus 1.5. The total is 50.5. Who do you got? (laughs) AFC minus 1.5. The total is 50.5. Oh, God. You go against your AFC? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Uh, okay, well, I never bet against Ducks Russell Wilson there, in so. the Pro Bowl. He's awesome. He's always awesome. Give me the NFC plus the points. Pound the over. Yeah, I saw Cordarell Patterson catching passes for the best hands in the league <laughs> skill challenge. I didn't know what was going on. Anyway, okay, let's quickly talk the Senior Bowl game. Um, so I kind of touched on this earlier that in practice, I don't 
focus on the linebackers as much as I, I should, just because it's kind of a weird spot for them, and safeties. Okay. So I'm going with a double team of ADG, who I think is going to have a really, really strong game. Again, great week of practice. And Kyle Duggar. So I, 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 yeah, because you know you don't see them tackle in practice, right? So, so that's why I like to, I want to see them show and start banging and uh, killing it. I, I put pass catchers mm-hmm. in general here just because I want to see who kind of like because so many guys had such strong weeks and we talked we debated KJ Hill, Van Jefferson, Denzel Mims who had the best week, all that. I want to see who and, and, and for tight ends, Troutman, Harrison Bryant. I want to see someone put the exclamation on the week with the game. Not that the game really matters, but just kind of give because I assume regular people don't really watch Senior Bowl practice, but probably. A handful of them tune into the game, and that's kind of their first taste seeing some of these guys play. And I just want to see who kind of rubs fans that right direction. Who, who <laughs> hey, stands? Hey, ESPN kept mentioning how Daniel Jones's performance, not only in practice but in the game, got him picked at at uh, number six, wherever it was, and uh, he wasn't even that good in the game, so he's overrated. I'm, if I, I was about to say, if I remember yeah, last he year, we he was like, fine. Like, he, he was fine. I'm still angry about it. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. Uh, I, I'm also excited uh, to see Darnay Holmes just yeah, bring like his that. shit talking to a game, mm-hmm. and, be, and and more Ben Barch because that's my guy. Uh, who needs to show up in the game just to just to give them some momentum heading? So in, the guy in, we the touched on we never really season. talked about. I, I, my number one pick here is Zach Bond, who I just like you said a little, little too much pass coverage. Got to see him uh, rush the pack a little bit, but not not enough. So I just want to see him go out and let him get after it a bit and see him in space. I, I think he's gonna have a game. Good pick. That's my good pick. Choice. I put Jalen Hurts number one here just because it feels like, yeah, it feels like a setting mm-hmm. where he's going to be better in the game than he was in practice. And just kind of showing what he does as a runner yeah. and hopefully showing improved accuracy. Um, it's good. Like we said earlier, he's going to look better mechanics in the game and than <laughs> Yeah. I also threw Nick Harris and Devin DuVernay down here because they're two guys I like who didn't have very good weeks Dude, and I'd like to see them. And, and this is a, a better point. setting yeah, for, for DuVernay sure. to show off that yak ability. And my SEC pass rushers who didn't and show up. Daryl Taylor. Daryl Taylor, please. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm fucking... You got to the Senior I'm Bowl. Stupid. I'm stupid. Daryl Taylor, I... See, the thing I know is... I know Jeremiah's Daryl Taylor's very too, good. Right? I'm pretty sure. I think I'm in the top 50. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making stuff up. Uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Good. He's Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, no, yeah, I had so heard some bonds. Oh, I think it's the two most but yeah, you had good ones, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I needed that today. Yes, uh, these are the important... Score the rest of the show, don't even listen to. Listen to this part. My- when I'm at work and I put these uh, templates together, I'm just... I'm thinking about all I think kinds your of things. your never listen to this work. podcast. <laughs> um, uh, it wasn't in your resume? Exists. What the fuck? Anyways, uh, I feel strong about this one. 30 yeah. to 24, the South takes it. 30 to really? 24? I think there's three points. Spooky close to my score. Oh, so 31 20 for the South. Covering the spread that doesn't exist. So. Yes. My uh, MVP is my also MVP Justin Herbert. I, I see, Herbert. like, my South pick goes back to, like, I know Herbert's going to look really good, and I know Hertz is going to probably come out and ball. And I think there's going to be a lot of points because the receivers Same. don't match the corners, and the offensive lines looked better than I thought. So I think there's going to be some offense in this game. I originally put Hurts for MVP, and then I remember that Daniel Jones won last year, and I was like, he looks the most like Justin Herbert probably yeah. anyway. So, 
Yeah, correct. Uh, thanks for listening to Seven Notes in Heaven. Follow AJ at AJ Marquise thirteen. Follow me at Rob Paul NFL. Uh, and tune yeah. in in uh, what like two days for our declaration deadline show that we're finally getting to because uh, content recap is the key to success. Game. Goodbye.